Time for this week's edition of the Source Weekly Update. Hot off the press and into your ear. Every week, found wherever you get audio. Time now to take a look at a couple of the highlights found this week on the Source Weekly's website, bensource.com. First up from our news desk. Munching while masking. Wear a mask indoors, but take it off while eating or drinking. Say, what now? By Nicole Vulcan. Since July 1st, Oregonians across the state have been required to wear masks when inside public buildings. But with some of those public spaces being places we go to eat and drink, the rules can get pretty confusing. Take the mask off too early and risk being publicly shamed by a zealous mask wearer. Wear it while trying to sip a margarita and risk being an attractant for the bees who catch a whiff of your sugary sweet face covering. As Oregonians come to terms with this new edict, there's plenty of confusion and gray area. And the notion of eating and drinking indoors in public is definitely colored a shade of solid slate gray. The general advice from Deschutes County Health Services is this. When at a restaurant or bar, face covering guidelines require that you wear a face covering while waiting in line, walking to and from your table, to the restroom, etc. Emily Freeland, an environmental health specialist for Deschutes County Health Services, wrote in an email to the source. While seated at a table, at least six feet from other parties, you can take off your mask. Best practice is to remove your mask carefully, place it on a clean surface, and then sanitize your hands. If you have a disposable mask and a second face covering, you can replace it with a clean face covering. In an instructional video, St. Charles Health System recommended a similar approach. Have more than one mask available, and a bag to put masks in to help cut down on contamination. In the era of indoor face covering requirements, Freeland says misusing face coverings is one of the biggest issues. We do not recommend wearing your mask hanging from your ear or around your neck, Freeland reminded. This can lead to bad habits for face covering use. A local primary care provider offered more explanation. The problem with having your mask under your chin and then putting it back over your face is that you A, your chin does not need protection from COVID-19, your mouth and your nose do. Havila Broadland, a family nurse practitioner at Hearthside Medicine in Bend, told the source. And B, when taking it off and on, you'll likely touch the inside of it with your fingers. Your fingers, which likely were touching a bar counter, door handle, cell phone, or table that may have COVID-19 virus on the surface. So instead of keeping the virus further away from you, you're actually bringing it right up to your nose and mouth to deeply breathe in while your mask is on. Next up, the slow boat to recovery. On the last weekend of June, the occupancy rate at local hotels and short-term rentals was at 92%. Will Tourism Keep Ben's Economy and City Budget Afloat? By Laurel Bronze. During the Great Recession, some believed tourism in Bend rescued the local economy. As far as tourism's role in our recovery from the Great Recession, it really greased the wheels for the rest of the local economy, Damon Runberg of the Oregon Employment Department told the source. For nearly a two-year period of time, it was the only industry that added jobs, while other industries continued to decline slowly or see little change. The surge came as people from nearby cities began to feel more comfortable about their financial situation. They opted to drive over to Bend for a less expensive vacation than flying to Hawaii, for example, Runberg said. But in the midst of a worldwide pandemic, 
Is tourism the path to economic recovery? Some people fear that carriers of COVID-19 will bring the coronavirus with them and seed an outbreak, which happened in early April in Ketchum, Idaho, the town with the highest infection rate in the country at the time. Tourism advocates see the industry's potential to lift the city out of economic despair. As long as visitors follow the rules, stay home if they are feeling sick and wear masks, why not keep the economy running at full capacity, goes the thinking. Over the past 10 years, Bend has seen a huge increase in tourism taxes that help cover basic services, like police and the fire department. Since 2011, revenue from transient room taxes has tripled in Bend from $3.2 million to $10.2 million last year. Revenues more than doubled for Deschutes County, from $3.1 million in 2011 to $7.8 million last year. The city keeps two-thirds of its room tax collections to pay for services and pumps the rest into tourism marketing. More than one out of six workers in Deschutes County has a job in leisure and hospitality. Runberg reported in mid-June that in the previous 12 weeks, 19% of the labor force in Bend filed unemployment claims. The accommodation and food services industries have been hit the hardest, with 40% of claims. Arts, entertainment, and recreation jobs are close behind at 30%. The role of tourism promotion in a pandemic. Visit Bend is at the center of the ongoing debate, pitting public health against the economy. On one hand, we have stakeholders that are eager for us to get back out there and do marketing. On the other hand, we have a health crisis upon us, said Kevney Dugan, CEO of Visit Bend. At the onset of the coronavirus crisis in mid-March, Visit Bend completely eliminated its outbound marketing efforts and instead encouraged potential visitors to follow Governor Kate Brown's orders to stay home, stay safe. Throughout April and May, occupancy hovered around 25%. The floodgates opened Memorial Day weekend, when the occupancy rate jumped to 65% on that Saturday night. By June 13th, one week into Phase 2, it climbed to 76% and 92% the weekend of June 27th. Impacts on the City of Bend During the fiscal year 2018-2019, transient room taxes provided nearly $7 million to the City of Bend's general fund. Those revenues resulted in $245,000 going to arts and culture organizations and provided an additional $400,000 to the Bend Fire and Police Departments. While it is impossible to chart an accurate forecast of what lies ahead in the tourism economy, Dugan worked with the city to come up with an estimate of what both Visit Bend and the city can expect in losses, using estimates from Oxford Economics, a global forecasting company. As of June, the city is counting on a $5.4 million to $11.4 million shortfall from room tax revenues for fiscal years 2019-2021. The city may also lose a few million from property taxes, fines, and citations, and highway gas taxes as a result of the coronavirus lockdowns. The city had planned to spend $219 million in 2020-2021, but every department was asked to make 10% cuts, according to Sharon Wojda the city's chief financial officer. The Bend City Council finalized the budget reductions on June 17th. The cuts will primarily come from a hiring freeze. The city currently has 36 job openings it won't be filling. This includes about 10 jobs within the fire and police departments. Because city employees will continue to work from home in the foreseeable future, 
the city of Bend, is cutting $500,000 that it budgeted for expanding its downtown offices. It also eliminated conferences and training. The city will delay a few traffic flow projects for at least a year, including a new roundabout at 9th Street and Wilson Avenue. The city will also delay a project at the intersection of Purcell Boulevard and Neff Road that would have added extra lanes. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Source Weekly Podcast. For more on these and other stories, pick up a free copy of the Source Weekly or visit our website, bensource.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam Scholl.